This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of All Possibilities is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. The road less journeyed. Forge your own path. Take the high road. Over the many, many years, a great number of phrases and colloquiums have arisen to describe the choices we make in our lives. It's funny how often it comes down to a fork in the road. Today, you'll hear from Amy Allison Scharf and the path she forged for herself. She has a background in acting, modeling, interior design, and project management. You'll discover the importance of just saying yes, belongingness, and you'll hear an intuitive reading that reflects the next path in her life. Welcome to the All Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Julie Chan, intuitive life purpose coach and founder of Being My Purpose. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. Amy, it is such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for saying yes to being here. Thank you for having me. This is great. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's unexpected and um, I'm a little nervous, but it's great. Well, we're all we're all very friendly over here. So um, this is, I guess, your first time being on a, a show like this mm-hmm. and Really, I'd love to hear, you know, how you how you came to be Amy. Um, I think that's a maybe the broad way of saying it. Yeah. But what what brought you here to New York to, you know, be doing what you're doing or what you have been doing? Mm -hmm. Let's start there. Okay, let's see. So how I came to be Amy. So I was born in California and Redwood City, California, and um, I came to. Let's see. That, anyway, that's where I was born. And then I was raised from four when we were four years old. My family, I have three older brothers and my mom and dad moved us down to Orange County and um, Southern California. And I lived there for a while. And I don't remember at what point in my life, probably when I was about 14, I became obsessed with New York and everything about New York. So I was... Um, in love with this band Duran Duran (laughs) and I just every song I everything was about New York and things happening in New York and I just became obsessed with New York City so I had this dream as a little girl to move here so um when after I graduated I I've sort of lived in many different places I went to school at a theater school in California at a two-year acting conservatory called Pacific Conservatory of the Performing Arts, which is in um, Central California. And then from there, I went to study for a very short time at the College of Santa Fe in New Mexico. And um, then I decided I wasn't ready for that much beauty or peace at the moment. (laughs) I wanted to go someplace that was going to turn me upside down a little bit. And I came to, went back to LA and then was in a terrible relationship that ended. And I thought, what am I going to do? And I was literally, I'll never forget. I was in a building 
um, called Saban Entertainment. I was working at that time, I think, as a craft service person for films. I called my friend and said, this relationship just ended and I'm devastated and I don't know what to do. And I was sitting on the phone looking out over the um, highway in like Pasadena or something. And she said, come to New York. I said, what? And she said, come to New York. I said, I don't, I only have like $75 in my pocket. She said, that's okay. I live in this cool loft in the West Village and you can sleep here and stay here and you can get a job as a waitress. And she was going to NYU at the time and working for Stella Adler. And um, I came and I was 23. It was in 1993. And I've never left. And I love this city so much. It's sort of, anyway... So that's sort of how I came to New York. And then there's a lot of different, I don't know where else to, I could go on for so long, but. So you went to acting school mm -hmm. and then you came here. So what did you do here? What would you say? Um, when I first came here, it's kind of, it's funny. I, I was sort of on just an adventure as a human being. I didn't have any formal, I mean, I did have a formal-ish education, but it's not like I'd gone to school to study anything i mean i was studying acting which was really just you know fun and being with people and i wasn't much work to that but when i came here i was away i started to look at my acting career right so i went and i took some acting classes and um i i did a one woman show with a really cool producer named Kirsten Ames and did some stuff down in the village with her. We did a, a, a play called Sex Toys and Subway Stories. And it was all about the adventures of this young woman. And and it was really cool. So I did that play. And then I wound up doing... This was at the time when plus-size modeling was not a thing, but it was a, becoming something. So I signed a two-year contract with Wilhelmina, um, the Wilhelmina Modeling Agency and wound up doing like, a, you know, working with them as a plus size model, which um, was interesting. And um, what was that like? It was terrifying. I, I don't know me. the world of I know, modeling at all. <laughs> I was really not great. <laughs> I don't know. It just for I didn't I mean, it was always sort of like a fantasy to do something like that. But then when I was in, I never it it always terrified me, you know, just because I didn't understand what the work was other than like looking pretty. So there was no, I couldn't understand the strategy behind that. It just, there's no strategy, right? You either look some way or you don't. And um, anyway, so I did a few jobs and I, and I just wasn't very competitive and I wasn't hungry or aggressive for that. So I, I sort of, you know, lived out my contract for two years and did a few print ads and things like that. And, um, uh, what else? Oh, and I worked as a waitress and I was a waitress for many years in many different places throughout New York. And I don't know, I was just kind of living life. And, and then I discovered this program, um, this personal training and development program that I came upon through one of the acting schools that my friend was at and um, I got involved with that program and just got really interested in humanity. I know that sounds sort of vague, but I got really interested in people and what makes human beings the way that we are and how we operate. I've always been interested in the arts and poetry and, and, and human beings and psychology. I've read every psychology book there is to read. And 
new age, everything, you know, new age and metaphysics. And I just loved all that. And I still do. And I still, I still find that fascinating. So, um, yeah. And then, then I, when it came time to start to have a real job, so to speak, I, um, decided to, I had a few friends that were in interior design and, um, they had a beautiful shop out in Amagansett, um, called Jarleth Dan. And, um, it was right off highway 27 and one of my best friends and mentors introduced me to these guys. And, um, I started working with them and it was really fun. And I actually got immersed in a whole world of beauty and, Beauty meaning aesthetic, you know, the way things look and textures and colors and the way to put things together. And it, I just loved it. And they were just they are amazing people. And um, it was just a really fun time in my life. And I suddenly found myself sort of working in a world of interior design. So I was doing coordination and all that behind the scenes. And it was a lot like production work. I'd worked in production and film and TV and um, event planning. And um, it was a lot like that. So and it was but it was a regular. It was a steady thing that never really ended. So that was also good. It wasn't just like a weekend gig. It was something that would go on through time. And I liked that. I liked watching projects develop that way. What are some of the principles or or things you might suggest for people into interior design. I love I, I still subscribe to better homes and gardens and <laughs> yeah. I, I wish that my place could look like that one day, fingers crossed. But but that it just you just feel so good. Yeah. When you enter a space. Yeah, you do, don't you? But then there's people that don't care about it. <laughs> and that's the thing that I've had to really you know, me too. It's really my environment and my space. I really noticed my space. Like when I walked into your space here, it's a really welcoming, comfortable feel to it. And um, uh, it has to feel right for you, I guess. Is the I have no interior <laughs> design advice. It's all like personal to me. Mm-hmm. But I just – I do think it's personal to people. And um, of course I've – worked with some of the best interior designers, um, alongside them, supporting them. And, um, it's really great to watch them work because it's really like watching a master, how they put things together. And, um, for me, it's more just like fun. You know, I'm, I, I, I like the way of space. Um, it's like a puzzle Mm -hmm. and the way things move and flow in an environment and, the way different colors and textures and the way things can make you feel how you're, I am a big on feelings, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, how, how things, your experience when you walk into a place, it can have you feel like either trapped or, or open or welcome or, mm-hmm. or happy or whatever. I've always just found that when I was little, I, I don't know if you did this as well, but I re, I must have rearranged my room a thousand times. Mm-hmm. My parents would come in and I'd move, have moved the furniture from this end to that end. And my, I remember my dad um, would come in and say, this looks terrible. What did you do? I thought you were supposed to be cleaning. And I'd pull everything out. I say, Dad, I'm in the middle of rearranging. Just hold on. <laughs> so I think I always loved it. Uh, yeah. Me so too. I don't Me really too. have much advice for anyone about that. But other than just be in places that make you feel hmm. 
feel inspired. Hmm, I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's very important for people to be mindful of the environment they have and that it does actually impact them. It's, I mean, when, yeah. when I was a kid, uh, when I was a kid, one of my favorite times, we didn't do this very often, but one of my favorite times was when my mom would say, okay, let's rearrange the living room furniture. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we get to put the sofa on this side instead yeah. of that side. And it made a complete difference. It it's... does. Yeah, it really does. So I'm curious to know, you, you said you spent two years doing modeling. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from that experience hmm. that you still... You know, either are glad that you learned it or that you still carry with hmm. you. Well, what I learned from that experience, I guess, if I just look, I think I um, mostly learned to trust myself. That's really just to trust. I No one was going to hand me anything. You know, there was no big discovery. Like, great. I thought that once I signed a modeling contract, I was yeah, going to be it's huge. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is the Wilhelmina Agency. How did I wind up here? And um, it, I thought that life would get very easy. Like, I just suddenly everything would put be put together and make sense. And um, I just realized, oh, there's still no, there's no path laid out for me. I literally have to keep carving. If I want to continue in this business, it's actually going to require me to work at it, to be ambitious, to be hungry, to be my own agent. So I realized even though I had an agent that they weren't going to actually do anything except connect me with people. So, and that's been something I've never had a problem with in my life. I've always been really connected to people. Um, I never had any sense of, well, that's not true. I often had a sense of, before I took that course, I had a sense of not feeling that I belonged mm. or I was an intruder or an imposter because I would, a funny little side fact, I was a, I, I worked briefly um, babysitting for Bette Midler's um, daughter, mm. who's super, apparently, just like a great actress now. And, and I think she went to, I don't know which school she went to, so I don't want to say, but, you know, she's got an Ivy League education, a very smart young lady. And um, Bette Midler was really wonderful. And um, But I remember being young. At that time, I was probably 21, and that was in L.A., and I was really feeling, like, not good enough to be in that environment. But um, it was cute because uh, another side story, Bette Midler said, do you want to come over for lunch and bring your mom? I said, well, my mom's here. She said, go ahead and bring your mom. And I said, okay. My mom was selling Avon at the time. And I remember going back to my mom and saying, Beth said you're welcome to come to, to lunch, but please don't ask her to buy Avon. <laughs> and my mom said, oh, I won't. I won't. I said, please, mom, just don't don't ask her. And she said, okay, don't worry. I won't. I said, okay. <laughs> so we get to the house and Beth goes, well, Nancy, I hear you sell Avon. And, I, you know, I was like, oh. And she said, let me buy some of that SSS, like for the mosquitoes. I, apparently Beth grew up in Hawaii oh, wow. and used to use this Avon product for mosquitoes. So so my mom, so Beth Miller bought Avon from my mom that was so awesome and the long long story of that whole thing coming full circle is like that was a moment where I thought oh there is no separation 
I kind of was like, oh, all that other stuff is just a smokescreen. Like, there's just human beings. Like, here's Bette Midler buying Avon for my mom, welcoming welcoming me into her home. However, growing up, I I always had this experience of, like, I don't really belong or what am I doing in this place? And so – but throughout my life, I found myself amongst some very, very interesting, influential, amazing people – and I've had an opportunity to be with them through the friends and family that I've known and people that I've just met. So life has been an adventure in that way. Coming up, you'll hear about Amy's personal growth journey and who inspired her. Do you have a story or a comment you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. You can also connect with me directly at my own website, beingmypurpose.com. Welcome to Hashtag Moms Got This. Get your mom life fix four days a week. I'm Michelle Parr. And I'm Stacey Eagle. Together, we chatted up with a new boss mom each week about her journey and why she's got this. Make sure to subscribe and show us some love on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever the best podcasts are found. And remember, mom's got this. <laughs> Amy, you talked about personal growth and uh, new age stuff, metaphysics, yeah. uh-huh. all things that I love. What are some of your favorite stories or lessons about your own growth? Oh my gosh. I found a book on one of my... In high school, I got a book called, it was an author called Ernest Holmes, and I wish I could remember his book, um, something about being. I, I was just immediately drawn to it, and I started reading a bit about Ernest Holmes. And then, of course, I read this book called The Road Less Traveled, and that was like, okay, the road, there's a, one road, one goes this way, and one goes, and I started reading that book, and then there was a, a beautiful book by an author called Leo Buscalia, which I got interested in when I was in high school. And um, and I, I'm not sure why I was so interested in that. I just was interested in human psychology and how what makes us what makes human being well, I at the time I was interested in what made me who I was. I mean, I guess, honestly, if I was looking, I was looking for answers, right? So I grew up in a very Catholic family traditional Catholic communion, you know, growing up in a religious environment, um, but not feeling uh, feeling connected to spirituality and God, but not necessarily the expression of that for me wasn't through the church. And so I felt I needed to find what is my expression I mean, looking back, I think that's what I was doing. But at the time, I was just like, help. <laughs> I wanted help to find out how do I navigate this life? I, I was looking at how to navigate life. And um, yeah, and then I I told you I found this course um, that I took um, in New York that a friend of mine had recommended. And I through that 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 three and a half days in an evening that I was in this intense course, I just got a whole new view of life and who I was in the world. 
And um, and then I also got access to all these new questions that I wasn't asking. And that was really fun. And then I got involved with a whole community of people that were asking similar questions that were international people that weren't people that I grew up. And I told you I grew up in this little you know, white, lily white, <laughs> middle class neighborhood in Orange County, California. And I knew I was not going to end up there. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be out in the world where people were and where I could rub shoulders with all different kinds of people. And um, I knew at the time, somehow intuitively, I knew that's how I was going to find out who I was by being with other people. You had said that these are people who are asking the kinds of questions that you are asking. What what are those questions? Like what what did you ask Let's yourself? See. So yeah, so like I always wanted to know what are people thinking really? <laughs> you know, like I like under always, the surface. Yeah. That no one I, really I knows wanna, about. Yeah, like I, I wanted to know what's being said when I'm not in the room. I really did. And I thought when I did this course, I remember the leader of the program was asking, saying some things to one of the people in the course that it was, you know, it was kind of nerve, it was nerve wracking. People were like, wow, I can't believe they're talking about that right now. And I don't even know what it was. I wish I could be more specific, but it was just kind of one of those conversations that you can't look away from, but you're almost like, should I be listening to this? And you know, watching the person who was working with the leader, like their bravery to just expose themselves and then watching that person who was leading this course um, say what everyone in the room was thinking but wouldn't have the bravery to ever say. But the leader said it with such love and commitment that the person get it and and, and that trans- that just changed who they were. And and that's I thought, wow, I want to know I want to have the bravery to hear what doesn't well, just for lack of a better term, but like what doesn't work about who I am? There's stuff that's in the way about who I am that's keeping me from people from being close or from being more connected to people. And I wanted to know what those things were. So the questions um, I don't really know, like what they were specifically, but it just being in an inquiry. So I'm I'm not really sure if it even matters what the questions were or are, but just that you're asking those kinds of questions, like basically what's my part in this whole thing? Mm. It's normally <laughs> my whole part. It's not just like what's my little part, but what's my big part? What's I'm 100% mm. part of what's happening right now in my life which was a new concept to me. I just thought life was a random act. Mm. And I don't know that I, maybe, I don't know. Some things I believe are random, but I don't know anymore. I'm still question. I still question. Mm. I do say yes to a lot of things. I say yes. And, and oftentimes I get in trouble for saying yes so quickly, but I get a lot of joy out of just leaping in that way without thinking too much about what I'm leaping towards. I, I do have a, I do trust, I do trust, um, I do trust people, even though sometimes mm. I don't always, I don't know if I always do, but I try I mean, to. That takes a lot of courage. I'd say most people in life probably don't 
just say yes. It's almost like leaping off the cliff and knowing that the net will catch you. Yeah. Most people are like, okay, well, I'm really busy, or I can't do this, or you know, I'm scared, or what if I fail, or yeah. you know, all these different things that go through their minds. Yeah. Well, when Rob told me about you, I, I was like, Rob being my husband. Oh yeah, Rob, <laughs> your husband, Rob. Um, said, "How oh, do you want to come? You know, would you like to come do an interview?" And I was like, "Wow, yeah, yes." And then I, of course, I had a whole night and morning to think about it. And I started thinking about it going, what am I going to have to say? Oh, my gosh. Look at all these amazing What is this thing about a psychic reading? (laughs) Exactly. Which I love, by the way. I'm super like, I love astrology and psychic readings and all that stuff. Totally against my religion. But (laughs) I don't know. Well, that's the funny part about Catholicism. And and I, I don't know... I guess I never grew up going to church in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always had maybe if like of this naive childlike view that that if people, you know, believed in angels and believed in all these things that they would believe in, you know, everything else, you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. all the, the new age stuff that we talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Intuition, you know, signs, miracles, yeah. communication, all yeah. of that. Coming up, you'll hear an intuitive reading that I'll do for Amy. And this is a big surprise for her. Are you interested in getting your own intuitive reading? Are you wondering how you can align more with your purpose? I offer introductory sessions to my Discover Your Purpose readings and coaching. As part of the All Possibilities community, you get 10% off the intro session. You get a one-on-one phone call with me where I'll do an assessment of your life and give you an intuitive reading on the highest guidance for you at this time. You'll get actionable steps that you can get started on to create the life you want. Just use All Possibilities 2018 as the promo code. That's all possibilities 2018. Visit beingmypurpose.com for more information on my services. Okay, Amy. So I know that you didn't really know what you were getting into for this interview. And, um, and so I did do a reading for you. And what's interesting is that I do these readings beforehand. So Rob, my husband, had given me your name and email address. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I connect with something called the Akashic Records, which if you can imagine a, just a universal library of information that exists out there that everyone has access to, we just use our intuition. And um, I had just honed my intuition to the point where I, I channel, like I can hear thought forms and they come out as words. And so when I do these readings, I'm usually typing and I, it's almost like I'm a scribe where I, I type wow. and every so often I might hear, okay, it's time for an image. And so uh, I'll see sort of like streaming video in my mind's eye because an image is worth a thousand words and the spirit realm just loves metaphors. So uh, metaphors are incredibly complex and can convey a lot of nuance and a lot of information. And so I'll see uh, images, I might feel emotion. And um, 
And I always get this uh, action step for someone. So these are a point for you to reflect on, to journal on, to ultimately help you align with who you are on a soul level. And when I go into the Akashic Records, I ask, what is the highest guidance for you at this time? Which means given everything going on in your life, what is the one thing that I can share that can help you um, you know, have a new perspective or just align with with you, kind of mm-hmm. help help put you into a state of being that is uh, you at a soul level. How this works is I have it right here in my phone. It's around three paragraphs. Mm. And I'll read it verbatim to you. So just allow yourself to follow the imagery, um, just absorb whatever comes to you. Uh, usually people will start um, kind of thinking of things like maybe it's a memory or a story or they might feel emotion or they might get ideas. All of that is happening at the same time. And so just keep that in the back of your mind. And at the end of it, I'll ask, how does this resonate with you? What does this bring up for you? So these mm-hmm. thoughts, memories and um ideas and we'll just use it as a kind of a platform for discussion a jumping off point if you will great and some other notes one is that it refers to you in third person so it might refer to you as amy she her Um, it refers to me as you because i'm the one seeing and feeling all of this And then every so often there are words that are in all caps, which means that these are words that are capitalized. They're just more important. uh, They're just emphasized. And so my visual signal is I'll hold my fingers up like this to say those words are in all caps. Um, For uh, all of you listening, I will say all caps after the word. And Amy, I'll send this to you by email so that you can very easily see that as well. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Are you ready? I am. Okay. So for you, I asked, what is the highest guidance for her at this time? And it says, you saw the wind blowing. The kind of cartoon characters of a wind that has eyes, nose, and mouth up in the clouds, blowing the wind in her direction. This notion of the wind is one of force, all caps, and momentum, all caps. It is like there is a wind that is carrying her forward, almost against her will, all caps, that is placing her in situations that she is new to and not exactly fully enamored by. This wind is a friendly one, not one that is trying to do her in or make the environment hostile for her. What trips her up is when she decides to go against the wind, to try to move forward while it is blowing at her with 50 miles per hour and up gusts. While she can all caps, move in this way, it is much better to move with, all caps, the wind. 
And so the image that I got is a continuation of this metaphor of the wind. It says, you saw the character of the wind blowing, creating gusts of air that propelled things forward. In one image, she was ice skating in a beautiful, wintry, and nostalgic scene. And the wind helped make her twirls and spins extra fast. In another image, she was running, and the wind was at her back, helping her run faster. In the next image, she was an airplane, and the gusts were making her travel faster. And so the action step is to reflect on what the wind is helping her accomplish with extra momentum and speed. There is a metaphorical element of seeing what the wind represents, all caps, for her. What environments just come with that wind, built in, all caps and how she can ensure that she works with it, all caps, rather than against it, all caps. So I'd love to hear how this resonates and what this brings up for you. So any thoughts, memories, stories, ideas, whatever bubbles up for you. The, only, the first thing was I started crying right when you read it. Your voice is so, you're such, it's so poetic. So I have to ask a question. Did you, you wrote that just from your intuitive, gosh, you're so poetic. That it, was, it wasn't me. It was spirit writing like through me. Through <laughs> yes. whatever. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. That was so beautiful. And then the first, the first thing I was thinking was um, that Cat Stevens song. I listen to the wind, to the wind of my soul. Mm. I let the music take me where my heart wants to go. So... Um, anyway, I love that metaphor of the wind and it kind of, anyway, what it made me think of was when you, when I was sharing about kind of my wacky journey all over the place, it's sort of the wind sort of guiding me to these different places and not knowing, I mean, and even being here on this interview with you today, it's just that experience of, oh, okay, letting my life, let trusting things to guide me and that I can trust myself. And um, I love, while I know that there's, while I know, I don't believe that anything's random. I do love the surprise element of life that when you, when I'm living sort of like saying yes to things, how I can be so surprised. And I had no idea when I woke up this morning that I would be, you know, sitting in this great place with you. I woke up just by saying yes. I wound up getting to spend the whole morning with my husband came along with me today and we rode on the subway down here and, you know, we live on the Upper West Side. And But anytime I'm walking around New York, I have this experience of being a tourist and I've lived here 23 years now and I just, I love it. So I just, that's sort of what everything brought up. It just sort of resonated to trust myself that there is a wind that's carrying me and to trust that, that and, um, or not just me, but all of us, I don't feel special in any way to what that thing might be that's guiding human beings um so 
yeah, I, it was really that was great. I'm just excited to read it too, and we're not you know looking to it some more when we're not sitting here and I can yeah. read it on the page. Yeah, so beautiful. Cool. Yeah, Thank I you. really think that yeah, the way that you described everything that that happened, it was very much going with the wind and yeah. and the wind kind of propelling you in in different ways. Yeah. So some things that the reading brought up, one was um, moments when you might go against the wind. So what what happens? Have you had those types of moments? And I what have. Happens and then? it's funny you'd ask. I was thinking of two things. I, one of the books when we were talking about books that influenced me, one of the big books that influenced me was a book called Callings. And in that it would say he, he would use all these metaphors and he would say, you know, like the gods will you will, you're calling, you know, you will go whether you're dragged or not, that you'll get either dragged by the feet or you can walk. Um, and, and this idea of surrendering to life. And, um, when I've not, when I've resisted life and resisted, I'm trying to think of a way to say this, but like what wants me, what's calling to me or what, um, what what way the wind is blowing when I resist that um, life just becomes hard and things don't work. And, you know, um, it just becomes a struggle. There are struggles anyway in life always, but then there's the, the struggles, the things that we put on ourselves and I think that's the going against the wind is just an added struggle that mm -hmm. makes, you know, because life, life is, there are things in life anyway that we all have to deal with. So true. You had mentioned um, beforehand, yeah, I think even before the interview that you were in uh, kind of a place of transition right now. Yeah. What, like given this metaphor and this perspective, what, what do you feel or see in relation to that yeah that's great I was mentioning to you that I was in a transition in my life in terms of my career really just think gosh what do I want to who do I want to be when I grow up what do I want to do and um I think what what this has sort of opened up for me is to well first of all it's a absolute luxury and um a privilege to be in a position where I can even inquire for a minute about what I want to do. Um, that is not anything that, um, I don't take that for granted. Um, and maybe sometimes I do, but, uh, it just gives me this, I think it gives me the feeling of freedom to really choose, like to just really check things out. I don't ever want to stop checking life out. I don't ever want to feel like I'm settled or I've got it handled or I'm done. I want to just keep experiencing and looking for for what the next thing is. And I think that's what keeps life um, interesting and fun. And I think that like that's the thing is to just keep looking for what where I can where I can make the biggest difference and where I can be of service, where I can really be of service in the world. The reading had mentioned a few little points I want to bring up. One Please, is, yeah. um, well, first I love the, the imagery of 
this very nostalgic wintry scene of ice skating. I'm like, oh, I, know. I wish I could do that. But it was this, it was focused on just the you know like when people spin when they're ice skating. It's yeah. that. It's like this beautiful art form, and the wind just kind of made you her spin a little faster and it was is the kind where you look at it you know how you when you watch the winter olympics on tv mm. and you see them ice skating you're like wow it's so fast like how mm-hmm. they do those spins it had that feeling it was like ooh, that's really cool and and then the feeling of the wind at your back as you're running it's you know that special feeling where you're like oh it's, yeah. it's like helping me move forward that feeling yeah and and then the the feeling of uh, when you're on the airplane and you're like, oh yeah, I get to get home, you know, like two hours faster because the wind is going with me. It's it's those kind of beautiful, almost surprising, very brief moments where it it's so you just appreciate when something is actually helping you and giving you momentum. Yeah. So one of the questions in the in the action step was to ask you what what gives you that like what what are examples of things in your life that that give you that extra oomph hmm oh gosh well super <laughs> materialistic things like i have a i'm obsessed with perfume and smells and it doesn't nothing it doesn't have to be fancy I've always been obsessed with smells since I was young. So things that give me oomph are beauty, like smells and Mm -hmm. um, things that give me oomph, obviously, artwork, comedy. Oh, my gosh. I'm a huge comedy fan. Like just humor gives me oomph. Um, Just connecting with people gives me wind. Like when I can just look at someone on the street and just catch eye contact for a minute and just see each other. That gives me oomph for my day. Or this gives me oomph. This gi- That's a great book. We should go write a book. Yeah. What gives me oomph? <laughs> just being here, you know, because now I'm going to, although I'm, I'm so engaged in this conversation with you right now, although I'm doing all the talking, you're such a good listener. <laughs> you're just a great listener. Um I'm going to walk away from this just really considering and thinking about what we talked about and it's going to add to my day. So definitely being with people, beauty, travel, um, poetry, music, music definitely gives me oomph. Um, those, those things really passion, people that are standing up for something people that are really just not taking for granted life. And that gives me, that makes me really satisfied to watch people like doing what they love to do and to be really passionately, you know, um, going after things that matter to them. And this is going to sound really corny, but just taking care of people really. I love to take care of people. I love, making sure people have what they need and, and just nurturing my closest friends and family. And I like even nurturing strangers. I, that gives me a lot of pleasure. So those are some of the things. Beautiful. I think all of those things are things that you can 
create, like consciously have in your environment Mm -hmm. when as you think about your career transition or even just like, you know, how you want each day to be for you. One of the things that the reading mentioned was what environments have this wind or this oomph built in. Yeah. And so that's something for you to of reflect on too is like what environments just already have that like the music the comedy the people that that you get to connect with yeah um, all of those things yeah yeah it's great this what is that yeah so yeah something that's homework for you to reflect okay good take the homework (laughs) i can't wait yeah i love it awesome well i'll leave that reading with you and yeah use it as a tool use it to um, I like to to see it as a, a benchmark. Like, am I am I being the person who has that you know you know that cute cartoon character of the wind like gusting and, right. and kind of like helping helping us along, or or is the situation where one that you're resisting or you're kind of you know going against the fifty plus mile per hour wind gusts? So yeah. it helps to kind of have that space to ask yourself, you know, how am I being in this situation? And then the reflection questions are really for you to, to, you know, really think about and also act on, like Mm. create that space for yourself because Mm -hmm. it seems like the environment um, that has all of these elements built in, like the wind, the, the oomph that we had talked about, that will contribute to you and whatever it is that you're going to be doing next. That's great. Yeah, I love what you say about action. That's really the thing. That's the key, isn't it? I'm such a dreamer. You know, I could just think (laughs) about these things all day and not do anything. But it's truly taking the action. You know, I know so many people that are really just so great about being in action. And I'm training myself slowly to, you know, be that kind of a person that's taking action. But uh, that's great. Looking forward to it. Nice. And let me know how it goes. I will. (laughs) Keep you posted. Amy, what is a cause that Mm -hmm. you feel really strongly about that you would like people to be aware of? Well, here's what I'm going to say. You know, I just would say just get involved in your community. Like whatever. Just be just get to know what's happening in your community and that's just the best, greatest way that I can think that we can all make a difference right now is to just literally, it's right under our nose. Just look around. You know, you have no idea the difference that you can make by just making eye contact with someone and saying, "I, you know, hey, even if someone, at, my husband and I have this thing where when people ask us for money, we give them money. If someone on the street says, do you have anything? Because there's this sort of, thing in the world like oh i can't be giving money to people every day all the time you know it's like well how often do people really if you look i said ken that's my husband i said honey if we look how often do people ever it's so rare so when people say i always think gosh the kind of what the kind of um what what it would have to take to ask someone for something as Mm. small as a dollar I can't imagine what that must, how much, you know, how humble do you have to be? So I'm always open for that and I'll do whatever I can to make something like that happen for someone. So I just think we can connect to each other in 
and that that's what I would just the only thing is just just take care of each other, the people around you, the people in your neighborhood. Look after each other. I think I really think there's most I believe that there's so much good in the world. And I believe that the not good in the world is a lot smaller than we see mm. with our eyes. I love it. Mm-hmm. I will definitely take that to heart as well yeah. when I get on the subway after yeah, I don't this. Know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, little... it's something. It's something I've been thinking about as well. Yeah. And I love the message of taking care of one another. Yeah. Even if we don't know them, you know, we, we don't know what everyone else is going through. Yeah, and it never it doesn't even have to be monetary. It can just be looking at someone and smiling. And these days, obviously, you know, people are, including myself, so caught up in our devices. And it's interesting when I put it away and I start just walking around and looking around at people, it's sometimes just shocking. You know, you're like, oh, wow, you're not looking at your phone either. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> it's so intimate, you know. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So um, if you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook <laughs> or Instagram. I think I'm going to need to create a something more for myself. Amy, it's been so great to have you on the show. I really enjoyed our time together, and I love laughing, so we had a good time. Good. Me too. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you. Love. It's so cool here. I have to upgrade my cool factor, too. (laughs) Well, you're quite welcome. Thank you. And for you, take Amy's advice and do something in your community. Connect with someone, whether it's a complete stranger, and take care of the people around you. I'm Julie Chan, and until next time, be on the lookout for all possibilities. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.